0: Welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Alicia Monique. Alicia is a communications and public relations strategist specializing in comprehensive strategy development, media relations, and brand management. She has served as lead communications counsel and spokesperson for global organizations, as well as nonprofit and startup organizations. Throughout her career, she has worked in several industries, including education, nonprofit, and hospitality. Some of her most memorable work experiences include curating behind the scenes experiences for top tier journalists for the Food and Wine All Star Weekend 2011 in Las Vegas leading publicity efforts for Dick's Sporting Goods community, marketing initiatives, and coordinating fun events for Wild Turkey Bourbon. Alicia also served as an adjunct delivering lectures on interpersonal communications and public speaking. Today, Alicia is the proud owner of a New Jersey-based boutique public relations agency that specializes in beauty and lifestyle brands. Her client roster is 100% women and minority entrepreneurs, Past and current clients have been featured in national and regional media, including CNN, Insider, Fox Sports, NFL Films, Philadelphia Inquirer, and the Business Journals. Alicia holds a BA in Communication Studies from the College of New Jersey and MS in Communication from Drexel University. She is on track to complete her doctorate degree at Drexel University this year. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Tess. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm so glad you were able to come on the show. Um, I have some few... I have, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I will not lie. So let's get started. Um, so you were born and raised in New Jersey. Um, what part of New Jersey and what was your childhood like growing up?
1: So I grew up in South Jersey, just 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Um If I say the town, most people are like, well, where is that exactly? (laughs) Um, Also, most of my life, um, I grew up in Lumberton, New Jersey. And when we first moved here, um, this city was known for a little town. Mm -hmm. It was only really known for for one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently one year we had like the most Amazon orders (laughs) out of any small town. Uh, one year and um, that's funny. shortly after that we, yeah, and then after that we, we got our own post office. We had shared post office with uh, Hollywood, New Jersey which is right next door um, but grew up in the suburbs uh, but my parents um, grew up in Philly, mm-hmm. you know, Philadelphia and that's where all of my cousins are so during the day, during the week, mm-hmm. you know, I went to one of the better public schools or that was at a private school. Mm -hmm. And on the weekend I got to hang out with my cousins um, in Philly, which is very different. So I I experienced two different worlds. Mm. Um, You know, on on the weekend, I saw more people that, that looked like me. Mm -hmm. um, My family is pretty large. Mm -hmm. Um, Both sides are are black and Asian. I I joke um, with a lot of my friends and when they ask me, you know, what's my family like? Yeah. And I was like, we're we're big, we're loud, we're in each other's <laughs> business. And it's very much like um, you know, my big fat Greek wedding. Uh-huh. If you've never seen that movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but with black and Asian characters.
2: That's <laughs> um, so cool.
1: So yeah, so that was my weekend. Um and then, you know, during the week I was I was in the for elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. I was I was in a private school. Okay. And there was maybe one or two other black or brown students in the classroom. Wow. Um and you know, I never had any teachers that looked like me uh-huh. um until I got to college.
2: Mm. Okay. So I didn't
1: I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um because I always I mean I felt mostly included mm-hmm. in those atmospheres. Um but compared to my other peers, my, mm-hmm. my neighborhood friends who went to the public schools for elementary and middle school, mm-hmm. um, I remember going to their homecomings and their football games. And I'm like, this is just not my experience, mm-hmm. you know, Monday through Friday in school. Right.
0: Yeah, um, huh. you know, it's yeah. funny because I, I read that your, <laughs> yeah, your background is interesting for, um, in terms of growing up in different cultures. And I had to laugh because when you were talking about, you know, like, um, you have black and Asian, you're part Filipino. And, I mean, I am, too. And it's funny because I'm like, yep, we're loud. <laughs> yeah, I can so understand. Um, I have a joke. Uh, not a joke. But it's funny because when my husband was just, we were just, you know, dating and, and almost got engaged. And we went to Virginia Beach, which is a lot of my family is, is here. And, um, you know, so I warned him in advance, (laughs) say, just to be let, just to warn you when my mother sees my aunt, you know, don't be alarmed because they'll basically be like, you know, um, they'll basically be shouting at each other, but they really love each other. (laughs) You know,
1: there's, there's passion when we speak,
0: right. Uh uh Um,
1: and oftentimes that can be misconstrued as something else. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, what, are you, what are you angry about? Why, why yeah. is this someone text And right. it's like, no, it, it's not that way. Right. Um, so of course, when I was with my family and my friends on the weekend, you mm-hmm. know, I could be very expressive. Right. Um, but in the classroom setting, right? You know, the few times that I did speak up and say, "Hey, I think you know, I have a different idea,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: or if I was excited about something, mm-hmm.
0: um, it, it just, it, it was not, it wasn't always received well. Yeah. And they were
1: like, okay, calm down, Alicia. And I'm
0: like, calm oh, down. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is a brilliant idea. I'm like, let me speak, let me right. speak. Right, Um yeah. Ah, well, that's funny that we have that in, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, we have that in common. But yeah, I mean, I, I always tell, like my friends, it's like, "Yep, yeah, if you go to a Filipino party, Just be warned. (laughs) It's like it's going to be large and loud, but we all love each other, you know, and we all like, you know, we all tease each other, but it's really out of love, you know. And so my my husband was like, okay, is everybody okay? Because, I mean, it was really like as soon as my mother got out of the car, she was just like yelling already at my aunt. And he looked Mm -hmm. at me, and I said, nope, that's normal.
1: (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) When, when somebody's really mad,
0: you'll know. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, because they won't be talking. Um, right. So, so okay. So I read that finishing under after finishing undergrad, you did a you did a lot of traveling, some for work. But what I thought was interesting was that you thought of your travels as like eat, pray, love experiences. <laughs> I love that. It's like okay, how so? How so?
1: Okay, so I mean. When, when I say I, I grew up in New Jersey born and raised, I mean, I did everything
2: here.
1: Mm. Okay, I went to school here, uh, K to 12. I also completed my undergrad at a public college
2: mm-hmm.
1: in New Jersey. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't really travel much. I, I had my own bubble.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but as I finished undergrad, I was like, I got to experience the world. I'm kind of over this. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after undergrad, I did take my first job in the, you know, with, with the U.S. Labor Department and Public Affairs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a, it was a great job mm-hmm. uh, to have right out of undergrad. Mm-hmm. And for those who are graduating my year, it was, it was a big deal to have a stable job with a certain salary. Right. And I was in that role for a year and I got bored with it. Ah. And I and almost felt felt really bad at yeah. first because it's like okay I went to school I got this degree you know I did all the networking I had other people help me along the way mm-hmm. and it's like you should be more grateful for being in such a position mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling enough for me yeah um, so after a year of being in that role I said you know what I really want to take a dive back into corporate PR, Mm -hmm. corporate public relations, Mm -hmm. Um, something, you know, an industry that's that's not safe. My clients might be a little bit more wild. I mean, you know, Mm
2: working,
1: working any local, state, federal, you know, government job is stable and it's Mm -hmm. boring. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I would have, would have appreciated it later in life, but not right out of undergrad when I was still trying to figure out me. Right. Yeah. And Um, I decided, I was like, well, you know, let me apply for that PR coordinator role at one of the top agencies in New York City. Mm -hmm. And when I applied, in so many words, they told me that my resume was cute, but they didn't think that I had enough experience. Mm. And and that blew my mind because I'm like, well, in undergrad, I had four different internships. Mm -hmm you know, and three, you know, in in different sectors, Mm -hmm. you know, that totally matched the role that I was applying for. But my year in public service Mm -hmm. kind of, like, wiped all of that away. It didn't matter. They were like, well, you didn't really. Yes. They didn't see it as being the equivalent. So here I was, I want to say I was probably, like, 23, 24, going back to graduate school, but also, Taking an internship, mm-hmm. okay. I was a graduate intern. I was the oldest intern.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, taking a graduate internship uh, in the Atlanta market just to get more experience. current experience wow. in the private sector as it related to PR, mm-hmm. and that was my first mm-hmm. like big leap step out of you know step out on faith, leaving New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I actually
2: cried.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember going to see my doctor for a regular physical and she's like, how's everything going? And I just burst out into tears. I was like, I don't know that I can do this. I'm, you know, I'm going to try this new internship. Mm -hmm. It's a step backwards, but it's a, you know, but it's a step forward because it's out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And she just, you know, she put her hand on my shoulder and she was like, Alicia, it will be fine.
2: Mm.
1: And I was like, okay. And, And that's what launched it after I moved to Atlanta and mm-hmm. got the experience mm-hmm. or started opening tests. Mm. Um, after that, I uh, was offered a PR coordinator role with MGM Resorts mm. uh, doing publicity for right. their food and beverage yeah. uh, team. So this meant that I got to do all the publicity for the restaurants, bars, and lounges across their property. So I met other chefs. I met mm. bar managers. I met all these creative people that do all these awesome things with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best part was, I didn't have—I um, never had a grocery bill when mm-hmm, I lived in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you meet with chefs, they always feed you,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, that's that so was cool. a
1: launch <laughs> into figuring out, like uh-huh. you know, who I was and and what I liked mm-hmm. and what I didn't like, and I mean, it shaped my you know, career path, of course, to, you know, eventually launching my own agency. Right. Uh, But personally, it was the growth that I needed outside of a very protective Mm -hmm. family and, you know, the bubble that I lived in. Yeah. You know, kindergarten through college.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, do you think that having a diverse family background helped you? Like in terms of how you saw the world, and helped you later on with your career.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, ha- having the the family that I did, I and still have.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, I, I got to see both sides. Yeah. You know, I got to see the side that valued um, strong traditions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and and by that I mean traditions that define, okay, what a woman is supposed to be Mm, mm -hmm. um, and who she's she's supposed to be to her family. Mm -hmm. Um, And those traditions didn't always put education first.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: then I had another side of the family
2: um,
1: that said, well, hell, (laughs) as long as you honor your parents. Yeah. You know, as long as you take care of that core unit, mm-hmm. go and
2: explore. That's awesome. You know, awesome.
1: don't yeah. So, um, I'm grateful for that. I, I think if I only saw one side, I would not. Um, I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have the appreciation yeah. that I have now. I think that's for the decisions that I made, right? And, you know, the advice that I've been able to share. Uh, with others. But yeah, my my mom's side, my dad's side of the family couldn't be any more opposite. I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah. oh my
1: God, I'm going to break the mold either way because I'm not <laughs> going to subscribe So <laughs> right. one side more so than the other. And mm-hmm. I, I just needed to be comfortable mm-hmm. in, in breaking the mold every I time. That.
0: I love that. Yeah, I read that the women in your family, your mom, your late great grandmother and your late great aunt had a huge influence on you growing up. I mean, including now. And so what lessons did you learn from them or have you or are still learning from them?
1: Oh, goodness. So my, my, I'll start with my my, my late great aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, she she represents the, the Japanese side mm-hmm. of the family. Mm-hmm. And she met my uncle when he was in the Air Force.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's black.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, of course, her marrying him was, was already a, a, a no no mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at the time that they met. Yeah. Um, and then her moving and following him to the United States was even bigger. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah.
2: how could you? <laughs> right, right.
1: You know, it, it, it wasn't the plan that, that her family had for her, mm-hmm. um, but she still supported her family. Uh, back in Japan uh, Mm -hmm. the best she could Mm -hmm. and she raised a wonderful family here
2: Mm.
1: and um, I always remember when you know we get together for certain family holidays and Thanksgiving I every every time I think of Thanksgiving I get a visual of you know what was on the table at the time and I can tell you there was kimchi, fried oh. rice, macaroni <laughs> and cheese. Like, I mean, all, all of the cultures just clashed right on that table. That's awesome. And, you know, our family would gather, you know, there was always prayers and best wishes and blessings for everybody around the table. And, you know, they, they would pray that, you know, our family would grow and that, you know, the single women, i.e., me,
2: mm-hmm. um, and the family <laughs> would
1: eventually <laughs> add to the family and I remember her pulling me aside and saying, Alicia, as long as you honor your parents, nothing else matters. Do what makes sense for you.
0: Wow.
1: And that was so powerful considering
2: mm-hmm.
1: where she came from. Right. Okay? Fast forward to a conversation with my late great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. We were at my... Um, College graduation party. Mm-hmm. My parents threw a big get together at the house, and everyone's like, "What's next? What's next?"
2: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like, well, "I'm gonna go back for my master's. I'm gonna travel the world. I'm gonna do this."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the time, um, my late great grandmother, she had already outlived my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, she had she had a gentleman friend uh, with her. She ended, she, yes.
0: Go
2: great
1: we,
0: we grandma. Go great question. grandma. I love that.
1: <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, no, her, her name is Harriet. I love her dearly.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, if she was alive today, I would tell any woman, if you need advice on how to navigate love, work, relationships, talk to Harriet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she outlived my great grandfather and she had two other loves after that. Aww. You know, That's she didn't awesome. stop. Wow. It is, and I, and I, I admire her for it because mm-hmm. after my great grandfather passed, um, you know, she took time for herself, and six months later, she was like, "Well, I'm going to try dating again." And some people were like, "Yes, uh-huh. oh go Yeah,
2: and, and there yeah. were a
1: few. There were a few that were like, "I can't believe you're doing this so soon." Wow. And it was like, like, <laughs> so, so uh, too soon for home, Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so when when we were at my graduation party and her friend at the time was like what do you mean you're going to go back to school you're already educated enough it's uh-huh. time to settle down get a husband make babies wow. and in that moment uh-huh. I remembered what my aunt said to me
0: uh-huh.
1: and I said well is there anybody that you know that has been 100% happy just doing what somebody else wanted them to do I, I challenge that in the mm-hmm. moment, and my great grandmother, a uh, grandma Harriet, she smiled so hard. Mm. You know, she couldn't chime in in that moment, but she just looked at me and she gave me that nod of approval, like, mm. like "Yes, do do what's right for you." You Aww. know. And um, my mom is still here. She is my best friend, mm. and I mean, there's there's a lesson every day. Yeah. Um, There's encouragement every day Hmm. from her. So, um, I mean, those women, those three in particular, Mm -hmm. um, are are my biggest champions. I mean, I I have others in my network,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, but I am most grateful for for my mom, my great-grandmother, and my great-aunt.
2: Oh,
0: that's awesome. That's beautiful. Okay, so you said that you've done a lot of traveling. Can you tell me which of the places you've been to? That has made an impact on you, and how so? Oh
1: goodness. Um, I I have to say my my time spent in Hawaii mm.
2: okay. um,
1: was was great, uh-huh. and also when I went on a cruise with my girlfriends to the Southern Caribbean. Okay. Uh, okay. Places that we visited were Aruba, Curacao, um, Bonaire, and Saint Martin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in all of those places, I just felt a connection. Mm-hmm. Possibly because I just really enjoy warm weather and just being by the water.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but all of those places, especially Hawaii, and again, probably given my Asian roots,
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah,
1: they just felt they felt like home. Oh, that's awesome. And and if I could go to any of those places again tomorrow, I'm actually intrigued by all of these, uh, um, articles that have been popping up as of late, you know, of countries that are offering visas,
0: mm-hmm. you know, to be
1: a, a digital nomad. i oh. um, like, that's speaking to my, my eat, pray, love self. I'm like,
2: so
1: you mean I can go to to bali for several months and on wow. on a travel you know and, and be a,
0: a digital nomad i mean there are there are a lot of, of places that are doing that now so mm-hmm. um, that's something i hope to to do in the near future there you go there's that could be a goal that's awesome yeah okay so you are the owner of your own public relations firm alicia monique pr what prompted mm-hmm. you to create your own firm
1: Um, for years before I officially started my agency, um, I had people in my network, you know, you know, other strong women, Mm -hmm. um, my mom, my, my grandmother, and a few other aunts and some of my closest girlfriends that were like, you know, you should start your own business. I see Mm -hmm. you owning your own business. And when they said it, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, naturally I hesitated. I was like, nah. I I don't. I don't see that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I sat on the idea for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, One because I wasn't confident about it, but two, that just that wasn't the mindset
0: that Mm. we were taught. Right. You
1: know, when you look at education, it's like okay, get through school, get good (laughs) grades. Yep. You know, get the best SAT score so you can get a scholarship into college. Right. You know, get you know. Get the safe job, stay at that job through mm-hmm. retirement, <laughs> <To> be grateful <laughs> on that job. Yeah. Like the the messaging and and how my generation was programmed was just so different mm-hmm. than what my friends were saying to me. My mm-hmm. closest family members are saying to me, as far as start your own, start mm-hmm. your own, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was working for other companies. Mm-hmm. And I was always getting the promotions. I was always getting the recognitions for doing great work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I messed up, they told me that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I had already had, you know, almost two decades of mm. experience right. making somebody else look good. Right. You know, making another company look good. Right. And the the turning point for me was right before well, right at the beginning of the pandemic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I was working for a large urban school district leading their communications. And, you know, we got the announcement, like every other employer, mm-hmm. uh, sent out to their employees that, um, you know, the, the pandemic was real. And mm-hmm. we were all going to go home for two weeks. You know, we were quarantine for two weeks. Wow. And then yeah. we'll come back. Right. And that two weeks passed was mm-hmm. enough for me to get away from all of the noise mm-hmm. you know, when you go into an office you're constantly going 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 yes right right so to not be in that environment and be sitting at home mm-hmm. I was like you know what I feel peace here hmm. and when they started sending out communications to staff that transitioning back to the office mm-hmm. was going to happen, mm-hmm. it was like this force field just went around my house. Like I could not physically leave my house oh, wow. to go back to that office,
0: hmm. and I was
1: like, "This is this is the sign."
0: Yeah, that um, shifted for you, huh? <laughs> it
1: was. was, was yeah, a whole thing a, shifted. was a sign, yes. Wow. Um, and I didn't go back. I, during that, those two weeks, I said, I'm going to figure this out. And I, I filed the paperwork
2: mm-hmm.
1: and eventually sent in my letter of resignation, and I
0: haven't looked back. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I mean, Okay, so was that hard for you? I mean, was that hard for you to say, okay, I mean, you said it, it, within those two weeks, you kind of... After that, you're like, oh, yeah, nope. You know what? This is what I want to do. So, in the business where in the past, I mean, PR was considered male-dominated. I mean, did you encounter any bias being an entre- a female entrepreneur, or has that not been the case? Um.
1: Well, as as an entrepreneur, no, because I am I'm able to work with the clients that I want to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And most of the clients and small businesses that I'm working with, they're looking for a true partner, somebody who's going to take the time to educate them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, on the process, mm-hmm. not just do the work and say, okay, hey, here's my invoice. This is what you owe me for. Right. Um, but when I was working for somebody else, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, it is a very male dominated field. Mm-hmm. Um and there were plenty of circumstances situations where i did not feel hurt mm-hmm. or if i attempted to speak up or started to speak up i was quickly told to hush
2: huh.
1: um wow. that actually happened to me when i was working uh for one agency um my first supervisor was really great mm-hmm. and we had similar backgrounds and he was like i got your back i'm gonna groom you and you know like if you have any questions whatever you need just reach out he was the best coach and mentor that mm-hmm. i had in my career and we are still good friends
2: oh, that's um, great. Uh-huh. so
1: uh-huh. this particular agency did a restructure and um they bought somebody else uh, in mm-hmm. uh, which was a layer of management between me and the person that I was initially reporting to hmm. um, we did not have very similar backgrounds they mm-hmm. could have been more opposite
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the accounts that I worked on there were a majority of men on the team mm. and although I had been working on this one account longer than you know the gentleman that they brought in, mm-hmm um when well, we had our first conference call together with this one client i had introduced him you know had shared all the information and the client was like this is great you know she was like thanks for updating us and then as soon as that call ended um he basically told me he did not appreciate me taking over the call and that her future calls I should not speak up.
0: Really? Oh, my gosh.
1: And he said this.
2: Wow. He said it
1: in front of, um, a, of a room that was majority male, um, and the only other female in the room was an intern oh at the God. time. Oh, wow. uh, Because Wow. Because of that experience, mm-hmm. when they offered her a full-time position, she didn't take it.
0: Oh, good for her. Huh.
1: And I'm happy. Yeah. I am. I'm happy for her. And, and last I checked, she was doing well.
2: Oh, God.
1: Um, Wow. But, so fast forward to the next conference call. I followed instructions. Uh-huh. I didn't say anything. And this time the client asked him a question that he couldn't answer. Huh. So when that call ended,
2: uh-huh.
1: I got the why didn't you tell me why didn't you speak up (laughs) it was just it was one of those things where it's just like okay this is this is not a win I'm I'm spending more time trying to explain why I did what I did versus Mm -hmm. being able to just do the job Mm -hmm. itself Mm -hmm. and the job in that moment was to reassure the client that we had you know, all of our I's dotted, all of our T's crossed mm-hmm. as it related to a particular project. But mm-hmm. when I went to go speak up, like, even like just a little hand signal, like, hey, hey, this is important. Mm-hmm. I was told to be quiet. Wow. And mm-hmm. that, um, that moment, and you know, there, there had been others, but mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't want anybody to feel that way. Yeah, for sure. Ever again. Right. Um Especially me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I'm like, well, if, if I can't have a voice in, in this situation, um, then this is not where I'm supposed to be. Right. And all of these things, you know, certainly contributed to me. Um, Starting your finding own. Finding my own voice and, yeah. and setting yeah. up my own agency and, and helping other entrepreneurs find their voices.
0: That's awesome. And I, so I also read that you served as an adjunct. Developing, uh, delivering lectures related to interpersonal communications and public speaking. Do you enjoy public speaking? Do you enjoy delivering lectures?
1: I I enjoy sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, my knowledge and and coaching others, you know, through challenges that they might face, Mm -hmm. you know, in a Mm corporate setting. Do I enjoy giving a a a speech in general? No. Uh No, I am actually, and, and when I say this, people roll their eyes. They're like, "No, that's not true, Alicia. <laughs> Um, But I am extremely introverted.
0: Really? Um,
1: yes. Yeah, so, and 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 yes, um in, introverted publicists do exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, they th- do that's
1: exist. I right. have, you, you know, for, for me, it's a lot of preparation and just making sure that I have the energy to, to give mm-hmm. that I know that needs to be provided in, the, in any situation. So that's, that's really what it is okay. for me. It's not about being shy. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, if somebody is going to be giving of their time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you honor that mm. um, and you make it, you make it worth their time and not just for them, but also, but also for you. Right. Um, right. So when I am meeting with my students and delivering these lectures, it's about uh, providing them with information that is relevant to the real world. Hmm. You know, yeah, I could get up there and, you know, repeat every communication theory that already exists in the book, but let's be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, the world that we live in is changing all the time and those theories and how they apply are, are not the same day-to-day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so being able to share what I learned with my students, whomever is in my classroom, whoever attends my lectures, the, the goal is for them to get information that they can apply, you know, in their spaces and be better for it. I love that. Um, but that's why I do it.
2: That's
0: awesome. So I I read something that was, like, really – Um, I thought was really cool so and you can tell me not to air this but I read that growing up you loved dance specifically jazz tap and ballet and you started dance at the age of three what Mm -hmm. was it what was it about dance that you loved and is that something you still do I mean on your spare time (laughs) so um
1: because I am a I'm an extreme introvert and have always mm. been. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom put me in dance class.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. Um, when I was in kindergarten and first grade, and, and maybe this was because, there again, there weren't too many students that looked like me and I didn't have a teacher that looked like me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but my... Teacher called my mom and one day, and she was like, "You know, Alicia doesn't really participate in circle time.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> like, I I would, but I wouldn't. Like, hmm. I sit in the circle, but kind of a little further back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quickly labeled antisocial. Oh jeez.
0: Um, oh my gosh. And, yeah, I know, right? That's three, okay.
1: So, <laughs> you know, and then some of the games that they played, um. I mean, maybe I was before my time, Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm.
1: I thought they were boring. (laughs) So, again, that's why I didn't participate, because a lot of my cousins, like, when I would go visit my family, you know, in Philadelphia, and then, you know, go spend time with my grandparents in North Jersey, like, everybody around me was much much older, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, playing Duck, Duck, Goose with my peers... Uh Wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. (laughs) Got it. So my teacher, you know, said to my mom, she was like, well, maybe you get her involved in some other activities Mm -hmm. just to make sure that, you know, she, whatever the social, emotional development marks at the time were, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my mom was like, okay, we're, we're going to try a couple of different activities. Mm -hmm. I tried gymnastics. I, you know... She took me to one of my friends' t-ball games, and I was like, no, I'd rather be a spectator. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she took me to dance class, and it stuck.
2: Uh,
1: It was something that I could do that um, allowed me to express myself as an individual, but also still be a part of a team. mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. So I did jazz, tap, and ballet all through high school. Mm -hmm. I was um, on a competitive dance team in high school. Uh-huh. and I made it to the final round of two semi-pro teams but you know they, they ended up taking two girls that were much skinnier than me
2: hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um
1: okay. you know because of you know beauty standards mm-hmm. and all that, that back mm-hmm. um but it is still something that I do now oh that's uh, awesome there is a, yeah there's a dance studio that is um in my neighborhood, uh, called Studio Divas. Um, it's owned by two best friends, two female entrepreneurs, and they have, um, adult ballet workshops and and jazz, uh, workshops
2: that that I participate in. Um, so so it is is still, it's
1: still very much, uh, a passion of mine and, you know, part, part of a great workout routine. It keeps
0: Keeps things fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, especially when you're, you know, when you're busy and you have, you know, you're busy with clients and travel. I, I would mm-hmm. think that it's a great way to just, you know, take it down a notch, right? And just it is. Yeah. It is. And
1: to get recentered, really
0: centered. Right. Um,
1: and, I mean, it's, it's all, there's, and I don't tell anybody this in their personal or their business life. It is okay to go back to basics.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: When I get in that studio and I stand at the ballet bar mm-hmm. and I'm just going over the basics again, you know, first position, second position, it's like okay, it helps me just align everything else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and whatever doesn't fit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, with yeah. those movements, you right. know, I'm I'm able to to part ways with it and give myself grace to say, okay, this this doesn't fit the vision anymore. Let it go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But yes, yeah, so the dance dance has always been. I like that. A safe space and a and a guiding star for me. Too.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you think it would also be like a correlation to how you do your business, right? I mean, finding your center and finding your your um, I guess your your goal of or your mission, right? of making sure yeah. your business is is the way you want it to, um, regardless of mm-hmm. what's going on outside of the world, you know, <laughs> outside in the world. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to say there, I mean, there's definitely
1: a great comparison between, you know, still dancing and, you know, working with the clients that I work with. I mean, who doesn't want a great dance partner? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you know when something is off beat. It, yes. it looks and it feels awkward. Right. It's just wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yes, I, I'd have to that I, I consider the clients and small businesses that I work with now are all uh, great dance partners um, uh-huh. because I understand their vision and, mm-hmm. you know, they trust me to guide them, you mm-hmm. know, to their, to their goals.
0: I love that. So can you mention a time when you thought you needed to do something that could affect your life and others? Oh, cool. a few occasions.
1: Yeah, yeah, gosh. So all of them involved um, falling short of someone else's expectations, you know. So sometimes showing up for yourself means that you might disappoint others, and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first time I disappointed others was when I was in college. Uh, I changed my major, and that was, like, a big thing. So in high school, uh, I thought I wanted to be a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. So I took all Mm -hmm. of the AP, chem, and bio classes. And, you know, I had all these study times. Like, I I gave up a lot, you know, to to get into a a pre-med program. Mm -hmm. And when I got to my freshman year in college, mm-hmm. first semester. And I got through it. It was okay. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't excited about what I was doing anymore. And I took a intro to, to PR hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And right after that class, the first day uh-huh. of the class, second semester, I changed my major. Uh-huh. And I remember calling my parents. And my mom was like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. And my dad was like, Oh my gosh! Are you, are you serious? Like, so you're just gonna throw away all of that study time and prep? And I was like, I'm just not excited
2: mm. about it. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah that that was the first hard like conversation that I had to have as, as a young adult.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the the second time was telling the elders in my family, you know, the ones who were still very hardcore in the tra- traditions, including my. You know, late grandmother's friend mm-hmm. who was like, "Well, you already got your bachelor's. What well, do you need to go for your master's for? You're educated enough."
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I remember announcing at that party that I was still going to go back to school and that I wanted to travel and learn and just do other things for myself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. before settling down. But that wasn't what everybody else expected.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I mean they hell, they they even went as far to, you know, try to well not try to, they did, you know, like set me up on blind dates and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or or, you know, oh my nephew was in town, so I decided (laughs) to bring him to your party. And it's like, I didn't ask for this. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Wow. But yeah, so yeah, so so breaking away from those expectations
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, was hard, but I'm, I'm better for it. And then the, the other time that I didn't do something that somebody expected me to was as soon as I launched my PR agency, mm-hmm. um, I was working with a large nonprofit
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they were happy with my work mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, well, we're just going to offer you full-time employment. Sign right here. Huh. And I said, no. Yeah. And they did not believe it. They were, I mean, they were, they were insulted and it certainly changed the, uh, huh. the dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I, I said no because, well, really they were one of my pain in the butt mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> clients. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it also just didn't align with what I wanted, uh, for myself and the types of organizations that I wanted to work with.
2: Mm moving
1: okay. forward right. um, but yeah it is I, I'd have to say every time it involved you know t- telling somebody no uh, mm-hmm. because I knew that it was not going to be something that would make me happy and be sustainable
2: mm.
0: and each time you said no you actually grew from that right it did.
1: I yeah. did. I, I don't regret any of the decisions um, because they all served as a redirection, you know, to something greater or at least a confirmation that I was on the right path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sure. I, I don't
1: regret any of it.
0: That's awesome. Um, was your business impacted by the pandemic? Um, No. Well, po-
1: let me rephrase. It was positively impacted oh. by the pandemic because it allowed me to set the direction for my organization and what made sense Uh, for me. So it was was definitely a win. Mm -hmm. Also, um, during the pandemic, a lot of organizations realized that they were out of touch with their employees Mm. and what mattered to them. So I'd have to say 2020, to now mm-hmm. um, has been a win for most communications and PR practitioners because mm-hmm. the role has been undervalued for so long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and now companies are like, okay, we're losing staff. What do, we, what do we not know about our audience that we need to know in order to keep them here? And mm-hmm. how do we attract and retain new, new talent? Right. You know, yeah. help
2: us talk to them.
1: Right. Um, so a lot of the, the projects that I have been retained for have been around employee uh, mm-hmm. communication. So as it relates to the pandemic um, and some, I wouldn't say all, but some employers uh, wanting, wanting to be intentional about connecting with their staff and learning what's important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They sought out professionals like me
2: to mm-hmm. do that.
1: So, um, I'd have to say having added value to the role mm-hmm. uh, was definitely a win. Um, that's,
0: that's awesome. Okay, so is there someone other than your okay, other than your mom, your late great grandmother, and your late great aunt, who else would you credit for where you are now?
1: I would credit my uh, late grandfather, uh, my mom's dad. Uh, for, for where I am, uh, right now, Mm -hmm. um, he has, you know, he was always my, my biggest champion and he always said that there would be, uh, a doctor in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took a long time, long, long time before I realized that he was talking about me. Mm. Um, so while I did not go to school to become a medical doctor, I am in the process of finishing my doctorate in education. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, which, which will help me with the training and the lectures that I already do at a college level. Um, wow. But every move that I made, whether he agreed with it or not, uh-huh. um, he prayed over it all uh, for me. Wow. So. Um, I, I would have to say um, my grandfather, uh, William C. Riddick, mm. has been and will always be my, my biggest champion and cheerleader uh, through everything.
0: That's all. That's incredible. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so going forward, what else would you like to do? What are your personal goals at the moment? or or
2: goals.
0: Or is there something you haven't yet tried that you would like to do?
1: Um, well, personal goals, finish this dissertation, because the way it's hanging over my head right now is kind of stressing me out. <laughs> so that, that, that should be, that should be wrapped this year. But, um, one thing that I, a few things that I would like to go back and do uh, that have kind of been placed on, on the back burner since launching this agency and, and starting my Journey as a doctoral student, now candidate, Mm -hmm. is um, I definitely want to learn a language.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: I started learning Spanish in in high school, Mm -hmm. but I I definitely want to get immersed in a new language. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to go back and um, pursue painting and pick up my piano lessons. You know, I mean, the arts. Initially, dance, initially, mm-hmm. as you know, would help me find my voice. Um, and I want to get back to that. Mm. I, I believe that going back to playing the piano and uh, painting again um, will help reveal whatever's supposed to be next in mm. um, my journey. But those are things that I definitely want to start again, that's and nice. additionally to traveling a little bit
0: more. Yeah, that's amazing. Look at you. I didn't even know about the painting part. Okay. Oh, I'll,
1: I'll, have, to, I'll have to, yes, I'll have to send you um, some pictures of some work that I did a, a wow. long long time ago. Uh, so but cool. a lot of the, some of the paintings are, are around my parents' house, actually.
0: Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, as I'm listening to you, it's like you are so creative. You know, like you have different um, ways of expressing it. And I guess they all, well, I mean, I think they all tie in together because as you're, you're going back, you're like you went back to dance and then going back to painting, as you keep going mm-hmm. back to what you learned before, it's actually yes. opening up new things for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and, that's, and that's why I mentioned, you know, going back to basics. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Some so see it as a, a step backwards. Mm-mm. Like yeah. oh you know I should try this again and I'm like no absolutely do try it yeah um and you know as I go back to basics I'm like why did I give this song? why did I stop doing it then and right. um right. you know it was it was the fear uh-huh. that okay well if I pursue the arts it might not be as lucrative yeah because mm-hmm. we weren't programmed that way it's mm-hmm. like you go to school you get a good grades you yes. take a stable job and that's it
0: right um, yeah.
1: And, and I, as a result of that, I, I put you know, pushed my creativity
0: to the side, but mm-hmm.
1: it has been my, as I'm rediscovering it, it mm-hmm. has been my biggest strength moving forward.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. Okay. So what does yeah. the future look like for Alicia uh, and, and for your company?
1: Uh, so the, the future for me, you know, prayerfully, good health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, good good health, wealth, and happiness. Um, For my organization, I need to grow my team. Mm. Um, I have been a one-woman show for for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, even in corporate America, uh, the communication teams were not that big. It was often a team of, like, one or two. Mm -hmm. So I would like, you know, for my own agency to to grow beyond uh, a team of one. Like, I have a, you know, I work with, um, you know, freelancers here and there, mm-hmm. but I really want to build a home base.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Okay, and so if anyone wanted to learn more about your firm, how would they go about it?
1: Um, I encourage them to reach out. Uh, they can visit my website at alishamoniquepr.com. dot com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alicia Monique PR. Okay. And. Um, you know, I'm always happy to connect uh, with individuals who are curious about the field as they're seeking an internship, um, possible job, because I'm looking to expand my team. Uh, but more importantly, I'm happy to serve as a mentor um, and a coach. And, you know, if I'm not the expert in whatever knowledge it is that they're seeking, I know that there's somebody in my network that mm-hmm. I can point them to. Okay. Um that That's how. That's how they can find me and
0: and reach out. Right. And is there anything you would like to say to the listeners? Um.
1: For, for the listeners, for, regardless of where you are uh, in in your life, um, my my advice to them would just be to commit time and energy to the things that you are most passionate about you know, Mm -hmm. stand stand in that truth. And as long as you do, your steps moving forward will be very, very clear.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be?
1: Uh, I would have started my business sooner. Mm. Yes, uh, because to date, betting on myself was the best thing that I could have ever done. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I reflect on the environments that I was in before. I mean they, they serve their purpose. I I learned some lessons, mm-hmm. plenty. Yep. Um, but I also realized that I could never fully be my authentic self mm. uh in those situations. Um and having my own, you know, agency allows me to do just that and that's that's freeing. On on a different level. I mean, yes, there are challenges that Mm -hmm. that come along with being a a small business owner, right? um, An entrepreneur. um, Some some months are great; the the money is rolling in, and then you hit a month or two that are just very dry, and it's like, "Ah, why am I doing this? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But when when I look back on the journey so far, um, I wouldn't change it. Mm. You know, I I like where my business is going, and. Um, you know, it's given me a a level of confidence that I just was not ever going to gain in those other situations.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Great. And last question is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Uh, My younger self, um, you know, again, only commit time and energy to the things that you're passionate about and in hindsight, I realized those things were all arts related, you know, mm. hence my return to dance and, you know, eventually painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say to my younger self, don't apologize for taking up space mm. and putting yourself first, yeah. um, you know, not, not to harp on that one awkward, you know, those two awkward conference calls where I was told to to be quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those are the moments where I should have been louder.
2: Mm. Um,
1: but so, but yeah, that's, that's what I would tell my younger self, um, you know, go after the things you're most passionate about and, and don't apologize for mm. being you.
0: I love it. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your life with us and you know for your stories and and you know I wish you so much luck with your agency and I love that you are just so uh, you, you're so creative and and so mindful of what you want to offer others you know and and I love the lessons that you learned from your you know, from your mom to your late grandmother, great grandmother to late your great aunt, late great aunt. And I think it's so amazing that, you know, with everything that you've gone through, you've always been steadfast in what you want. And that speaks volumes. It speaks volumes in terms of what you are about and and how you are with your firm. So, you know, I wish you so much luck and, you know, Please keep me posted, and you know I hope that um, whatever comes your way, you know you'll just continue on because you you definitely have um, a lot to give others. So thank you for that. Thank you for being thank you you know so generous with your time and and generous of spirit. So oh, thank
1: thank you so much, Cass, and thank you for for creating this platform to give so many women. Um, you know, an opportunity to share their stories. I've listened
2: to the other
1: podcasts, and they're just phenomenal. So thank you for, for doing what you do and for encouraging me to be a part.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I'm so much better for it. Aww. So thank you.
0: You are so welcome. You know, I mean, my thing is, you know, with every woman, I always learn something, you know, and, and every story has something that I can always um, learn from and, and learn from – what i can consider like amazing women who are just doing so much work out of their passion out of their passions and it's 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 giving me you know it's energizing me to keep doing what i'm doing so Mm -hmm. thank you for that okay well with that have a great day and i will chat with you soon and i'll keep you posted great okay thank you have a good one thank you bye that's our show for today I've posted more information about Alicia Monique on Revwoman.com thank you for listening and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman you can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast just a little note I've launched a Patreon account to support the show All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.